A man walking on the water, terrified sailors, and a storm of epic proportions, and the ability of Jesus to control even nature itself. All this and more is discussed in this episode of the Sunday Sermon. Stick around. This is one that you don't want to miss. Recorded at the Running Age Studio, you're listening to Venture Tabernacle. It's like venture capital, except that the investment is made in your soul. This is where America hangs out to talk about anything and everything from a biblical perspective. I'm your host, Ty Hervey. Join me as we learn to view the world through the objective lens of the Bible. Alrighty, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode on the Venture Tabernacle podcast. Every single listen means so much to me as the host of this show. It encourages me to keep going. So if you find value in what you hear today, just do me a favor, hit that share button, let your friends know about what the Lord is doing through this podcast. Today, we are talking about Jesus walking on the water. It is an amazing story, and our text is going to be found in Mark chapter 6, verse 45 through 52. As usual, we'll be reading out of the ESV. Unless otherwise noted, we're always reading out of the ESV. So here we go. In verse 45, it says, Immediately, that's a theme in Mark, by the way, Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. And when evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and he was alone on the land. And he saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. And he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. And they were utterly astounded, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. And so this story comes immediately after Jesus had fed the 5,000 people. And if you listen to that episode, you know that that was actually way more than 5,000 people who were fed that day. But once Jesus was finished with that miracle, Jesus sends the disciples away to Bethsaida. Now, this was probably around the time it was starting to get dark, and it was only about a four-mile trip by boat, just northeast of where they had been ministering previously. And to help you process that, I've got a real-world example for you that involves me and my kayak. Not a lot of people know this, actually a lot of people do, that I love to get out on the water and kayak. Now, I've got a kayak that I can travel in about three miles an hour is a nice leisurely pace that I can maintain all day. It's nice and slow and steady, and it's very comfortable. Now, if I wanted to go faster than that, say I look behind me and there's a gator, by the way, that's happened before, be careful where you kayak then I found out that I can go up to six miles an hour in my kayak. Now, the point I'm trying to make here is this, that this is for them, assuming about the same speeds, which they can go faster if the weather is favorable, at most a two-hour trip under normal circumstances and weather. 
But what do we know about the Sea of Galilee? Well, we know that the weather there can get pretty extreme and change very quickly. And this is the same sea that had 10-foot waves that we saw earlier in Mark. And if we look at verse 48, it says that they were in the fourth watch of the night. So that means it was between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. See, they divided the night up into four watches or four time periods. The first watch was from 6 to 9 p.m. The second was from 9 to 12 a.m. The third was 12 to 3 a.m. And if you're following along, the fourth, where we are, was from 3 to 6 a.m. in the morning. And so their two-hour trip had turned into an eight-hour trip fighting the wind and waves and making no progress. Now, if you've ever tried to paddle a kayak up a fast-moving river, you know that it doesn't work too well, right? If I were to try to take the kayak, the same one that I can go three to six miles an hour in and go upstream, all of a sudden, that speed is greatly diminished. And that's what they had been facing all night long. And where was Jesus during all of this? Well, it says he went up onto the mountaintop to pray. He sent them off on their own, and he went to talk to God, his Father, on behalf of the disciples. And so again, we see Jesus demonstrate the need for us to get away from distraction and get alone with God. Even Jesus did this. Even Jesus left his 12 disciples to work on their own so that he could have time with the Father. And in his prayer, he is interceding for the disciples. Now, that's just a fancy way of saying that he was the middleman, and he was going to great lengths to pray for his followers. He spent all night, actually, it says, praying for them that they would have faith in him as the Son of God. And when he was done praying, it says he came down from the mountain and came to the disciples walking on the water. It's amazing, but it's terrifying, too. Because we see in verse 49 that when the disciples saw him, they were terrified. They cried out in terror. That means that they screamed like little girls when a spider runs down their back. Because they thought he was a ghost. But immediately, and there's that theme in Mark, he loves to express the immediate action of Jesus. Immediately, Jesus spoke up and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. That phrase, take heart, appears eight times in the New Testament, and they are always said by Jesus. And when he says this, it means to stand up, stand firm, hold the line. Now, when I read this, I ask the question to myself, why is it that Jesus would tell the disciples not to be afraid? Well, the answer is because when we put our faith in Jesus, we have nothing to fear. You see, this world can take everything that I have, all of my money, my stuff, my house, my friends, and my family even. It can even take my life. But you know what this world cannot touch? My relationship with Jesus. No one can take that from me. And if you know Jesus, no one can take that from you. And so the main point of this entire story is that Jesus is working on our side. And if that's the truth, then we have nothing to fear. Whether we be in the boat, in the middle of the storm, or in a struggle or trial in life, now I'm telling you, that does not mean life will always be easy. In fact, it will probably be far from easy for many of you who are listening. But we can take courage knowing that Jesus is fighting for us. 
We see in our story, when Jesus entered the boat, the waves and the storm ceased, and the disciples were utterly astounded. When Jesus shows up, worlds change. And if you want that in your life, the best way I know is to follow Jesus.